Welcome to the University of Pilates, a podcast that delivers honest conversation about becoming a Pilates teacher, the journey of teacher training, life as a teacher, and more. I'm Bonnie Lynn Russell, and I'm joined by co-founder Amy Ross, and together we're on a mission to create a positive, nurturing environment where students can learn more about becoming a teacher, teacher training, and creating a rewarding, fulfilling career you'll love. Join us weekly as we share our passion of teaching and discuss hot topics that pertain to both the trainee and teacher of Pilates. Enjoy. Hello everyone, it's Bonnie Lynn Russell here and I'm flying solo today. Very excited to talk about the evolution of teacher training. Now, I've been very fortunate to be a Pilates teacher for over 20 plus years now. Uh, And man, it's been so interesting to see the changes that have happened in our industry, particularly as it comes to teacher training. So we're going to just do a quick little recap of sort of how teacher training has evolved and uh, how you might see this working for you in your life now. So in the beginning, you know, in if you think back to Joseph Pilates, for those of you that don't know, died in 1967, and he he definitely trained what we in the industry knew were the elders, and it was not a formalized school. You know, from the most, from what I understand, it very much was an apprentice style uh, of teaching where they would be assisting him, and then he would have them um, go and either show some so and so an exercise or change the springs. And this went over a period of years and then some decades. So no school is going to be able to completely replicate that. I mean, this is just something that took uh, like their life was really like devoted to learning this craft. And if you ever get a chance to be taught by an elder, or I would even say a second generation teacher that learned in this apprentice style manner, I mean, their skills are second to none just because they spent so much time and energy learning and honing in on their craft. So if we don't have that type of opportunity, what's the rest of us to do? (laughs) So I want to kind of talk down that after this apprentice style type learning happened, there was sort of the Pilates boom, I want to say probably in the 1980s, especially into the early 90s. And in which case here, we really saw the explosion of the popularity of Pilates and people wanted to become teachers and there was a high demand for teachers. But with this, what happened is that there was... a the whole gamut became to be available. Everything from what I'll call fast food training, you're in and out in lickety split. And then others that were, you know, six month program, year long program, hours and hours and hours of programs and everything in between. Now, I, you know, and I've done, I can say for myself, I participated in both of these models. I've been very vocal that my very first experience in Pilates, I believe it was, you know, a quote unquote mat um, certification that was, you know, it was less than a day. I want to, if I remember correctly, it was, you know, I want to say four or five hours. Uh, it was very, very quick. I was very ill prepared, uh, but it was just sort of the start. It left me hungry and wanting more. But then when I actually found a really great, reputable school, 
Um, it was, it was interesting because I, A, it was not in my hometown, you know, I'm from Alberta, Canada, uh, and there was no classical Pilates where I was. So I had to travel stateside. Now I did two programs. I did my first one in New York city and I did an additional one in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, but even then in both of those instances, uh, it was very, very unique that you would go, you would be required to go in for, say, like a 10-day period or over two weekends. Uh, there wasn't much in terms of training materials. Um, I do remember sort of getting a binder, but nothing. There was just more of the syllabus, but not, um, there wasn't notes, there wasn't a textbook, there wasn't videos. And it was very much lecture style. So you would sit and watch watch the teacher deliver, break down the exercise. You would just frantically write down your own notes, often with stick figures or diagrams. And um, you would ask your questions. And if you kind of missed that period, it would be over. And then you would have some sort of practice teaching. And it, the bottom line is, is there wasn't a lot of um, resources and it was very quick. So I have a funny story about this where I actually went down and um, you would you would literally learn hundreds of exercises in this short period of time. And, you know, so then I fly back home. And at that point, I was living in Edmonton, Alberta. And um, I was trying to decipher my notes, you know, I think. And I remember it was a chair on the Wanda chair exercise. And for those of you who know, it was the crossover pumping exercise. And uh, I was looking over my notes and I'm starting to practice this and practice teach it to someone. But my notes were pretty vague and I couldn't really make out my stick figure. And lo and behold, I started teaching the exercise with the what I now know is the completely wrong foot. I had the wrong leg pumping and the wrong leg standing. And it, I don't know what I was teaching, but I definitely wasn't teaching the exercise properly. So when it was time to go back for my next module, I flew back in and they did a quick review and I quickly saw like, oh no, I have been doing this completely wrong. <laughs> and I mean, lo and behold, no one got hurt and I was a learning experience for me. But the point is, is that you were really much, really left to your own devices to, even though the instructors were great, um, there was a lot, there was so much to learn that even it doesn't matter how, how studious of a student you were, there was going to be holes. There were going to be things that you missed. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of uh, opportunity to observe or get to support in between modules. So if we fast forward the uh, um, way past, I became a teacher, you know, I was really just committed, driven, if, if you will, to sort of raise the standard of Pilates education. Now, schools had been doing this in the States, uh, in the United States prior to this, but in Canada, um, there hadn't been a school like this, what I envisioned um, come to pass yet. So it was around 10 years ago, I started the process to become a private vocational school. And, and it, it worked. I became the first private vocational school in Canada. Um, not an easy process. The full process took three over three and a half years and tens of thousands of dollars in, um, in fees to help get licensed. Uh, but I really wanted to create this like accreditation for a minimum standard for Pilates. But, and it definitely was great. It definitely set a precedent. I think it attracted a student that was a little bit more serious. It was a year long program, but 
But I can honestly say it definitely wasn't perfect. It was, you know, because it was government um, licensed, there was a lot of checks and balances and our Pilates program had to fall within the same parameters as, say, an electrician apprenticeship or a mechanics apprenticeship or any sort of college level program. And that's tricky in in Pilates. So there was a lot of, uh, I would say, support problems we had uh, where we would say students would come in for 10 days. They would do really great. Uh, They would have to be away from their families. They would have to have the travel expense to fly in or drive in to and miss work to come and study with us. And then they would go back home. They would be expected to work on their apprenticeship pretty solo, by the way. There wasn't much support given. Um, And then they would come back. So uh, that program continued up until the pandemic when when sadly we did have to close the school and, and close that large studio. But the point is, is that we learned a lot. We learned a lot with that with that training. And there was a lot of great things about it, but there was definitely some things that could improve. So if we kind of fast forward now to, you know, 2020, when the pandemic hit, all the Pilates studios pretty well worldwide were forced to close, depending on government regulations. But, you know, that was a pretty common thing. And I, for those of you that know me, I I was really against the online learning. (laughs) I was pretty vocal about it because in the beginning, you know, like anybody or like anything, I, it was new. It was uncomfortable. I felt like I was putting up a camera and I was doing Pilates and just teaching into the abyss. I had no idea of who was watching, what they were getting. Um, It was, it was, it was kind of a mess. And I thought this is not a way to learn Pilates. I, I don't believe that teaching should be focused on the teacher. I always, always in my heart believe teaching should be focused on the student. And the teacher needs to be present to guide the student, help them make those discoveries. So there's got to be another way. And full disclosure, there were Pilates teachers that were doing this great right out of the gate, but I was not one of them (laughs) at all. But, you know, through both myself uh, with me and, and also Amy, we we've talked about in other industries you know i've taken some business courses online or done you know amy's done coaching online and and it was incredible they were so well delivered your teacher could be on the other side of uh, for me it was on the other side of canada for her it was like literally on the other side of the world and you felt like you had a relationship with this person you got feedback in live time uh, all of a sudden this technology just opened up our eyes on what could be possible. And, you know, during this time as well, especially over the last like 12 months, I started to shift how I offered virtual training, that it wasn't just about me or putting out videos of me doing Pilates, but really focused on, you know, educating the student on on how they can get the most out of virtual training, how to use their camera, how they can get feedback in live time. Um, It's been incredible. And lo and behold, my students started to improve and seeing the results. And then that, I, I knew right then that this could be effective. So if this brings us now to fast forward, if we think back to, you know, recap, our Pilates training started really, really apprentice style that would go on for years, sometimes decades to learn. 
Then when the Pilates explosion came in, there was sort of the mishmash of teacher training programs, everything from the fast food, you know, several hour course to, you know, year long courses and everything in between. But I would say the resources weren't that great. And it was a little, it was very much, you had to be really hungry and and, um, studious as a student to make sure your questions were answered and to, to get the information. So if we come forward to what we have learned, you know, through this massive global shift, um, this new hybrid uh, learning of Pilates just breaks down so many different barriers. And this was something that was really important for both Amy and I when we created the University of Pilates. For the one part, we wanted it to be accessible, meaning that you are no longer limited to where you live. You know, for myself, it was fairly, you know, I don't want to say it was easy because it was obviously expensive, but I didn't have a family. I was single. You know, I I remember I had a summer job and then I would save my money and I would then use it to go get Pilates training in the United States because there was really nowhere where I could train and even in my country at the time where now with this beautiful age of the internet, you're not limited by that. Uh, It does make it more affordable because you're not having to take time off work or take time to travel or pay for hotel expenses. There's still going to be in-person events, but nothing to the point where it was you know, for my previous vocational school that I ran, you know, students were required to be in, in my town of Canmore for 40 days minimum before, and that didn't even include their exam time. So it was a huge, huge uh, cost and time away from their families, time away from work, way dis- disruptive of your schedule. The other part that we've added that I think that we've learned from the, the previous vocational school that I had is that there's got to be ongoing support. So no longer are students just left to their own devices in between modules where they sort of fall off or slip through the cracks. There is these weekly live, you know, weekly check-ins where you get to answer, get your questions answered in real time. We are there for you. We are there to make sure you're on track and to keep the learning going even when you're not in person. There's also this ability, all these incredible resources of videos and supplementary texts and PDFs that will help with the learning process. Um, And you can rewatch the recordings. If you think back to my um, experience where, you know, I was trying to decipher my notes and practice teach, and then I realized for months I was teaching crossover pumping with the wrong leg. (laughs) So that's not going to happen because you're going to be able to go back and rewatch things, which caters to different learning styles. If you're more of an auditorial learning, you can listen to the lectures again. If, you need, if you're visual, you need to see it again. Kinesthetic, you need to feel it. Do the exercise and do it almost as a lesson. Um, there's so many different ways that this new hybrid learning can help you learn. Um, and I think that that is, is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, uh, there's this famous quote that when a student is ready, a teacher appears. And I want to take this one step further that I think when a student is ready, the perfect program can appear because that's some of the feedback I'm getting so far is uh, for people that are interested in taking our program is they're saying, no way would this have been possible before. There is no way. I wanted to study with you before, but there was no way I was going to be able to take the time off or make the trek and spend that much time away from my job or my family. So it is possible. So 
All I want to leave you with is that teacher training has evolved so much over the last, uh, you know, really it's been over 50 years. Pilates is super relevant. I think it's relevant and needed today more than ever. And for any of you, you know, I think that the pandemic made us realize, you know, and appreciate how do we want to spend our time? You know, how do we want to spend our day? And more importantly, how do we want to design a life that we love moving forward? So for any of you that have been waiting or questioning or wanting, maybe, just maybe, I could learn to teach Pilates or maybe there's a teacher within me. My question to you is, what are you waiting for? Thank you so much for joining us today for this session. If you enjoyed this episode, you may want to head over to our website and learn more about how you can learn from us. Head over to youofpilates.com where you will find out how you can become a teacher, enhance your current skills with one of our training programs. The University of Pilates training program is designed to fit around your life. Things are really looking up. See you next time.